Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo. And I've returned to the United States for a short time in order to handle some business and visit my family while the weather is still warm. You know, I don't know if you guys knew this. I tend to travel according to the position of the sun. And I always favor the summer, right? I favor the longer, warmer days. This is, I have been exposed to the cold many, many times in my life. And I've noticed that I prefer to be under the sun. I prefer more sunlight, even if it's not warm, right? Even if it's up in Alaska where the days are really long, right? Like these 16, 17, 18 hour days. I mean, sometimes they get to 20 hours. Those are like just a few days in the depth of the, of summer, but it's still cool. It's still in the 70s and it's beautiful, but it doesn't always have to be warm. I just like the sun. However, I do really enjoy being in the warm as well. So since my family lives up here in Oregon and I have a window, I have a range of time that I want to come up here and it happens to be this time. It happens to be during this part of the year when Oregon is absolutely amazing. It is so incredible. The sun, the temperate environment, you know, it's a moderate heat. It's, you know, relatively, because I could just come from the Yucatan Peninsula. So it's it's warm, but it's not like the humidity. It's beautiful. And I love the open spaces. I think you guys do know this. I love the open spaces. They are a spectacle to behold. Rest assured, I will get a lot of camping done while I am here over this short time in Oregon with my family. I think it's short time. I don't know, six to eight weeks. It's very short, I think. But while I'm camping, I'm going to continue to do my morning routine. That's what I want you guys to know. I'm going to keep doing my morning routine. And I know that that may sound strange to a lot of you. A lot of you may be saying, well, that's weird. Why would you do your morning routine while you're camping? Because I know that many of you take time off from your morning routine when you travel, whether that's staying in a hotel overnight for a couple of days, or whether that's going to a resort, where that's actually like a vacation to a beach or to a place, to a city, to you know, to Europe or to Hawaii, or whether it's just something for the weekend, right? Like getting out, you know, we're going to take a break. It's going to be our break, like the mini vacation, right? The weekend. We do the morning routine Monday through Friday, and then we've got that mini vacation on Saturday, Sunday, where you just get distracted, where you get distracted from a change in energy, a change in what exists for us, a change in what exists around us. And I know some of you don't even have a morning routine at all, right? Like for some of you, this is completely new information, like what a morning routine, like something we do every morning. Like, yes, there are these things that people do every morning. And I know you guys know this, right? I'm just joking. But some of you guys don't have one, maybe. I mean, not consciously. There may be some things you do in the morning. Yeah, I get up and I look at my phone. I go to the bathroom and I pour myself a cup of coffee. Like, you know, this unconscious sort of thing you just do every morning. You could call that a routine. But I'm talking about when I say morning routine, I'm talking about a conscious morning routine, something that you put together for a purpose, and if you don't have that, if you just have an unconscious morning routine or no morning routine at all, you just jump out of bed and go, go to work or go do something. And even that would be a routine. But no matter what it is, it's okay. Because whatever's happening for you is happening because it, it has to happen. It's happening because it is happening. And it is because it must be. And that's the law. So whatever's happening is perfect. It's all beautiful. And if you decide that you want to make changes, make adjustments, then you can do that consciously. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this particular episode because I don't think, I don't believe that over the last 200 episodes, I've ever done an episode on a morning routine before. I may have and just don't remember, but either way, you guys are going to get this now. 
<laughs> I know three years later, like he's finally talking about a morning routine. These things that people have been talking about all the time and they are important. I believe they are important. I have a morning routine, but today I'm going to talk to you about why I do my routine this way. And next week I'll go a little bit deeper into the details of what these components are and how I do them as an example. So you can kind of see it. And kind of understand like what I mean by this, by giving you guys into an insight into what I do every morning. And that's why this is going to be a two-part episode because it's really is a lot of content and I really want to keep these between the 20 and 30 minute mark. So I just want to talk about why I do my morning routine this way. Next week, we'll go into the details of it. Next week, will be a little bit more practical for you guys that want like some action steps. That's next week. This week is a little bit more philosophical. It's a little bit more of the why. And the why, brothers, is really because you are, I am, we are together. We're microcosms of the universe. We're microcosms of everything. We're microcosms of whatever you want to call the source, right? The universe, the source, the all oneness. We're microcosms of God. And even says that, right? Like even says it in many, many scriptures, many, many of these religious texts, right? Image and likeness and so on, right? Like we are the microcosm of the universe itself. We're little bits of the universe. Rumi says that. He says, we're not drops in the ocean. We're the entire ocean in a drop. Because in that drop, we comprise the entire ocean. We are the entire we are a microcosm, right? We're the entire universe in a soul, like in a being here. And so because of that, because we're this microcosm of the universe, we want to determine what is the universe. And we've kind of done that. We've done some amazing things with physics. We've done some amazing things with quantum physics specifically. We've kind of looked at how energy and consciousness are related to each other, like how these things are so integrated, how these things are so necessary that they form a symbiotic relationship where one cannot exist without the other. We can't have existence without consciousness, right? We can't have the observed without an observer any more than there would be a point for an observer if there was nothing to observe. So there'd be no point of consciousness if there was no existence, then there'd be no existence if there was no consciousness to experience that existence. That's the duality. And it appears to be a duality because of the slow vibration. People think that existence and consciousness, <laughs> existence-ness, right? Whatever, we can put these two words together. People think that these follow each other in a linear way, right? Even in the universal truth. And when we talk about circumstance, you know, thought, that's the beginning, right? The beginning is the thought. That's the cause. That's the thought. That's the consciousness. The circumstance is there. It's in the field of information. It's already in existence. It's the neutral trigger. But we have the thought that begins in the realm of consciousness. And then through vibration, which is feeling, and then through action, which is movement, we eventually get a result, which is the manifestation of whatever that thought, whatever that consciousness wanted to experience in existence as a result. And then we have an experience of that, which takes us back into our consciousness. And it happens again. We want to experience more of it, more of it, more of it, or we want to experience something different. We have new consciousness, but it's all happening at once. And people think it happens in this following way that one happens in the other. Because like I say, even in the universal truth, it appears that way. It's like there's thought, feeling, action, result, da, 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 like it happens like one after the other, but it doesn't. It doesn't happen this way. It appears to happen this way. And this is due to the way the brain works and the slowness of perception. You see, the brain has to slow down our perception. The brain works with the soul. Like the brain is the part of the organic form that's in the body, the vehicle, that works with the soul in order for us to perceive, in order to us to experience what it is that we are perceiving in existence. So it works with us to slow everything down and get an experience. But the truth is existence and consciousness are overlapped. They happen at the same time. They're happening simultaneous to each other. You know, again, for our third dimensional brains, for our third dimensional experience, it looks like there's a following, something that happens, A and then B. 
and then B leads us back to A like a circle, right? But it's actually they're happening at the same time all the time because there's only the now. And again, the easy way to explain this is when we think about how we are instantaneous aware is of our immediate existence. Brothers, if I were to ask you to pay attention to what is right in front of you right now, pay attention to the present moment, put yourself in the present, then you are, you become aware of that consciousness that is experiencing existence. That's happening instantaneously. That's happening right now in this moment. And at the same time, your experience of exists is coming into your consciousness while your consciousness is choosing what to experience next. Now, that's where things get wacky, right? Because we turn it that way, we go through the universal truth, how we think about or what we want to experience, pull in. And why does it take so long for consciousness to manifest itself in existence? This is the question around energy. That's why we're here, to understand this. To understand that consciousness and existence are simultaneous through existence, through us. That's what we are. We are the bridge. We are the unity between the two dimensions that are happening simultaneously. So we exist. If we talk about our souls, like what is the soul, right? We exist as portals of information going both directions, right? There's portals that are sending information into existence. That's the manifestation process. That's what we want to experience. And sending information into consciousness which is from what is existing now. That's why I say, like, bring yourself into the moment. What do you see? What are you experiencing? Whatever you're experiencing is existence in the moment. And you can send that directly into consciousness in the now, in the moment. And by the way, in the now and in the moment is also how we manifest what comes next. But our brain is so distracted, right? It's so distracted with the past, the future, and all kinds of other stories. But we experience existence and we send it into consciousness. And then we interpret it and we determine what the new experience is going to bring up in that experience. Because it's all happening through what we call that soul. That is what's happening through the soul, which is that movement of energy, the movement of slowing down energy. We are the bridge between these two dimensions of consciousness and existence that overlap each other and exchange information and energy with each other. That's what we do. We are the messengers. <laughs> we are the messengers of the all oneness, the source, right? Again, whatever you want to use to talk about this all oneness, this greater consciousness, this one consciousness, this God, right? This thing, this source, this greatness. We are microcosms of that because we are the portholes that are sending the information backward and forth. And if you can grasp, like if we can be it there, if we can get there at the beginning, you can grasp the picture of how consciousness and existence are one, how they're overlapped. They're created from each other that one cannot exist without the other. If consciousness were to collapse, there is no consciousness, then there would be no existence. And if existence were to collapse, there would be no consciousness. And I know this is probably driving some people wild. They're driving some people wild because they're like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. Does this mean that before humans, there was consciousness? What happened before humans? Were dinosaurs conscious, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. And I'm not really going to get onto that in this podcast episode. It's really not here to say. Maybe, yes, it was all conscious. It was all conscious according to the divine plan because we needed to have fossil fuels to get where we are today. And we wouldn't have had fossil fuels without the organic matter left behind from a previous age, from a previous era, which goes even further into where was the consciousness. It was the one consciousness, but now we are here through the soul to experience itself. And if you can grasp that picture of how consciousness and existence are one, that we actually are the divine incarnate and we're created from each other. We're created from existence into consciousness and using consciousness to experience existence, then understanding that can easily add to your spiritual experience because we are it happening upon itself. We are experiencing it happening upon itself. That's what we're doing as human beings. And the rapture of that is so 
powerful. It creates this powerful, this powerful understanding, this powerful concept that is a majestic blessing combined with an honorable duty because we are exchanging that information. That's the evolution. That's what creates evolution is what we send back. We send it back through the soul to the all oneness and the all oneness says, okay, a little bit less of that, a little bit more of this. It's experiencing everything it can, the potential of infinity. It keeps going and going and going. And as we experience it, we vibrate. We vibrate through an experience and say, yes, this more of this. That's, that's why we're evolving. <laughs> that's why things are getting better over time. And people say, oh, things are getting better over time. Like, how could they get better over time? But they are getting better over time, brothers and sisters. So at the end, we are completely victorious. We are moving towards that infinite location of eternity where all of utopia exists. That's what we're moving towards. We're moving towards it, however, slowly, painfully, because of the vibration of the third dimensional realm. But we're going to get there, even if it takes a billion more lifetimes. And we have to get there because we're the information senders. We're the ones doing it. I say, oh, but there's so much more of this in the world. There's so much more of that in the world. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you that that it is just the media. <laughs> okay, that's just their job. They show a small percentage of a fraction of the worst of the worst because that's their job. That's what they do. That's what they're here for. So that we can experience that and move away from it. We can have an experience of that and say, no, we don't want more of that. And we can move away from it. We can evolve from it. And that's what's happening. We're it experiencing itself. And what is this universal truth? What is this quantum effect? Well, this quantum effect comes from these overlapping of dimensions where consciousness is to become aware of the highly vibrational bits of information that are moving so fast to be invisible, that are at that realm of, that are faster, it would seem, than the speed of light because they can be instantaneously everywhere, right? Light moves at a certain speed, but thoughts, Thoughts, brothers, information, the inspiration that can occur at any time moves instantaneously, can be in multiple places at once. And that's where the consciousness begins to pick up. It picks up on this field of information. This, so we have the field of information. That's space, right? That's the energy field. And it begins at this high, high frequency of information that we call thought. Consciousness is aware of thought. Consciousness can be aware of what is in that energy field, what is in that field, that realm of the source of the all oneness that is moving at such a high vibration of energy that we can't see it. It can be at multiple places at once. And as we become aware of that, we begin to slow that vibration down. We choose it. We choose it with our intention. We say, this is what I want. This is the thought that I choose to believe. We start to draw it towards us. We start to slow down that energy. We slow down that vibration. And as we draw it towards us, we start to create a feeling around it. We say, yes, I believe this. I'm going to vibrate this. I'm going to send out a vibration, a ping into this information field. And this is all happening through consciousness. This is the other half of existence. Existence is the field of information that slows vibration into solid, right? Slows it from thought through all the movement, right? From thought to wave and then into gas and then into liquid and then to solid form. And it slows, 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 slows that energy down until it becomes matter, right? Density. But it's always existing as information. It's pure raw energy. And consciousness is choosing. Consciousness is in there all the time saying, this is what I'm going to slow down. This is what I'm going to slow down. And we choose with our conscious or unconscious intention, what we essentially call beliefs, our thoughts that we choose to hang on to and call them truths, call them beliefs. That's our consciousness. And that's how consciousness works. And the more we strengthen that consciousness, whether it's conscious or unconscious of it, right? Whether we're conscious of our consciousness or unconscious of our consciousness makes no difference. Because as we strengthen that consciousness, what it does is it puts a power behind it, it puts a vibration behind it. We call that a feeling. We call that a belief, right? When we start to believe that power and that thought that we've chosen, then we get the energy behind it, then we get the vibration behind it. 
We call it a belief. Yes, this is true. I can feel it. I know this is true. We choose it. It becomes that belief and it starts to slow the energy down every more. And then once we believe something, we start to take action around it. And no matter what that action is, whether it's passive action, whether that's massive action, that action is more energy movement. It's more energy from this realm because now we're actually taking it and condensing it even more, slowing it even more until it gets into that realm of existence. What's actually there, actually existing in front of us. And then we become conscious of it. Now, again, because that process <laughs> takes a little bit more time than the other process, which is just to be aware of what already is, to be conscious of the existence itself versus to manifest and create that conscious, it's the slowing down of that gap. That's what we can do when we learn how to engage more with our consciousness. It's to become more actors, to become more conscious actors of the manifestation process in our lives because that's what we do. That's what we're here to do is to manifest, is to create this because we are sending the information. What do we want to experience? What will bring us joy? What will bring us pleasure? What will bring us love? What will bring us gratitude? What will bring us gratefulness? What will bring us kindness? What will bring us respect? What, can, what will bring us acceptance? And when we manifest these things and we have the vibration about them, we send them back to the all oneness and the all oneness sends more information to, yes, experience more of this. But it does it on the flip side as well. Because we can become unconscious and we become unconscious and we keep doing it over and over. The all oneness <laughs> sends us into those experiences and sends us into those places of existence that we call circumstances for us to have the option to see something different, to change our mind. And that's why sometimes we end up bumping our head into the same wall over and over and over again. Because even though that wall may change, the job may change, the relationship may change, the location may change, the car you drive may change, like even though something may change, the unconsciousness, the repetitive thought pattern continues and it will continue until you wake up and see that there is a process working with you and for you to evolve you, to set you free, to get your soul to have its desire, to experience what it's here to experience. And this morning routine that I'm going to offer has to do with that. Now, again, this is the why, brothers. I know I haven't been very specific on the what, and I'm going to do that on the next episode, but this is the why. Because we are the microcosm of the universe, as I've just explained. We are the ones that contain all the elements of existence and use the elements of existence in consciousness in order to unite the two, to bring the two together, to be conscious of what exists and send that information back to the source. And from the source, create more of what it is our soul aims to exist, which is consciousness itself, which is the beauty and the perfection of the all oneness itself, which is, of course, love and freedom as another duality that exists in perfection for us to expand, grow, and become more free. So I offer that you set up a morning routine that engages your energy, that engages your mind, that engages all of the parts of you, right? The triumvirate, the three parts of you that allow you to become aware of these three parts and intuitive about these three parts throughout your day. Okay, brothers, so when you first wake up, you begin with ether, right? You begin with space. You begin with that which all the elements exist within, but that which has no boundary. And therefore, the center is everywhere. And that's why I said, yes, in last week's podcast, you are the center of the universe because, again, the universe is the ether. It is the container of the infinity of information, right? He's the container of existence so that consciousness along with existence can recognize itself. And again, I say container and our mind goes to something that is bounded, but there is no boundary. That's why it's ether. It's just ether. It's just there. It's just this space within all the other elements, the other four elements, 
begin to show up in their different vibrational frequencies as existence so that consciousness can act upon them. It's the space for existence to exist. That's where we want to begin. And when we wake up to that, we want to wake up to that space for us to exchange energy with each other. We want to have that invisible, the knowing that's a very high vibration that moves us from that emptiness into that place of air, that place of thought. Air is the high vibration. It begins that. That's the thought. So that's the thought that's the inspiration. That's where that invisible oneness has consciousness of the consciousness of itself. The consciousness is very, very high. The energy is also very high vibrationally, but it's very low, right? It's not very dense because it hasn't taken form. It's invisible. So the consciousness is high, the energy is low, but the vibration is high. You'll notice that vibration and consciousness are directly proportional and energy and consciousness are inversely proportional. And in air, what we're talking about is thought. We're talking about inspiration. We're talking about that which is invisible. And so you begin with that. That's the highest vibration. That is the lowest energy. That is where consciousness resides. And it picks up. It picks up these thoughts. The infinite amount of thoughts that can possibly be, we choose. We pick them up. Air moves into fire. The vibration slows down. But the energy is increased because now we're consuming. Fire is like air, right? Fire has no density to it. But fire has consumability. It burns, right? It takes things. It takes fuel and consumes it. So it increases its energy. It also becomes visible at this point. So we can say that fire represents all gases, represents any type of gas. Air is like the thought, right? If we think about that, that place of consciousness, just that place of realm. Now fire is that gas. It's like something that's slower down in energy, something that almost begins to take form. So it's more of the gas than the air being. But even it's still powerful because it's consuming, but it's still invisible because fire becomes the intention, becomes the intention behind the thought. And I'll get into more of that next week because I want to tell you guys how this moves. So after fire becomes water, water then slows vibration again. Energy now becomes tangible even where gases can be, you know, intangible. You know, we put our hands right through gases. They can barely be seen. Sometimes they can be seen. Sometimes they can't be depending on the size of their molecules, but gases we can put our hands right through. Now, if water becomes tangible, it becomes containable. We can put it into a jar. It flows. It receives. You know, water is this feminine movement. It can be boiling. It can create hot connections with it. It's a feminist force. The air and the water are feminine. The fire and the earth are more masculine. I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but the fire moves into water because it slows again that vibration down. The energy is still strong, but it's not consuming. It does consume. We know water consumes. Look at the Grand Canyon. It cut all the way through that, but it doesn't consume as quickly. Water consumes, but not as quickly as fire. Now we get into water. Water takes us to earth. Earth is the slowest vibration because it's the last time. It's the last shift before it becomes a solid, the strongest form of energy. Again, the strongest form of energy, but with the least amount of consciousness because it's so slow vibration. The consciousness is done. It's there. It's no longer in that realm of high vibration mind. It's now in that low vibration form. That's the shift. And it's all in the information field of infinity. So we want to wake up. What we want to do is we want to wake up these elements within us. That's the why. That's the why of this form, brothers. We want to wake up these elements within us, these elements that we use to create we use our thoughts, right? That's in our thought. That's the air. We use our willpower. That's our fire. We use our vibration, our feelings. 
That's our water. And then we use our action. We move our body and that's our earth. And that's what we do. That's the TFA line of the universal truth, the model of alignment. And what we want to do in our morning routine is wake these elements up. These exist within us. These exist as a microcosm of the entire universe. And as we wake these up, we also want to begin to move the energy through the body. We wake up the consciousness, the mind, as well as the energy, right? The vibration and the movements, the consciousness quickly and the energy slowly, because you see that they have that reverse pattern. So as the consciousness, we do the first thing first, we wake up the consciousness right away, wake up the mind right away. What are the thoughts telling me right away? What are coming from me? That's the air right away. And right away, what am I going to set my mind to? That's waking up the consciousness. Then we get into the body. Then we get into the water and the earth so that everything is in balance. Everything is perfect. We have our mind. We have our thoughts focused, right? So we've got our fire working within us. We've got our body ready, our body stretched and ready to go. And again, I'm going to talk to you guys about this next week. I'm going to talk about the what. I'm going to give you guys examples of my own routine just so you have an idea of what I'm talking about when I say these kinds of things. But just very quickly, I mentioned that, you know, it's going to also help you set your relationships for the day. Because brothers, quite frankly, we do have these masculine fire earth signs and these feminine air water signs. So you can work on your flame for the day. Flame boils water. The hotter the flame, the faster the boil. So as you work on cultivating the fire within you, the masculine fire within you, when you're around a partner, when you're around a female who has maybe more water in her, you might be able to connect with her in a more hotter way, a more fiery way, a stronger connection by utilizing and cultivating your fire. If you have a fire that's on a low boil, that's okay too, right? It's okay because you can learn that. You can learn to cultivate that fire. You can bring it up. But having a water with a fire can create a very powerful, very passionate connection. And earth can also soften air. That's the feminine coming into the masculine. It's the feminine coming in and softening to be receptive. So we as earth, as masculine earth, we can be receptive of that air. We can receive that air. And those are just a few quick examples of how having a morning routine set up this way so that it is activating your microcosm. It is activating the different energies within you as well as moving the energy within you to get it working in the direction and with your intention. It will set you up for your entire day. And there's going to be more. I'm going to talk more about this next week. But until then, my brothers, ask yourself. Ask yourself if you're ready. Ask yourself if you're ready to begin this. You will only begin to get prepared once you've decided that you're ready. So are you ready for an awakening? Are you ready to live through a new paradigm, a paradigm of abundance, truly abundance? I mean, there's no like snake oil charming here, brothers, truly abundance. You can live with a mindset of seeing the world with abundance, abundance of everything because there it's there. It is right there. An abundance of connection. You can connect with anybody. There's nobody stopping you from connecting with them. There may be barriers that are shut down, but you can still send. You can still send. You can still send. Don't force your will, but you can still offer. You can still give. You can make legitimate connections. How about gratitude? A paradigm of gratitude where it's just thank you all the time for all the blessings that are always coming in, for all the things, all the amazingness, 
all the getting, like there's so much being offered. There's so much receiving happening for all of us all the time to see the world with that gratitude and trust, trust to be able to look at the world to every step you take and every moment that passes to trust that this is perfect. This is exactly what I need at this time in my life. It's divine right timing and divine right perfection. It is the what and the when that is always happening perfectly for us. And to have that mindset, to live like that, are you ready? This is a yes or no question. Because if you are ready, and I want you to think about it, literally think about it. If you are really ready for this, then once you're ready, you can begin to prepare yourself for this change. You can begin to prepare yourself for that movement closer to freedom. It is time. If you're ready, it's time to get prepared. And I'll see you next week. Until then, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.